When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. Do you remember the last Friday, or was it Thursday or Friday? Thursday, I think. We decided to catch up with the Nicola Bully story. This missing 45-year-old mom who was missing three weeks last Friday from a most beautiful place called St. Nicholas on the Wire in Lancashire, gorgeous part of the United Kingdom, and we spoke to a talk TV reporter, Oliver Whitfield Miocic, who brought us up to speed on where the investigation is, where it's going. And at that point, we had no idea of what would happen at the weekend where a body was discovered. Now, the body has not yet been identified as that of Nicola Bully, but there is no other open missing persons case in that part of Britain at the moment. So the assumption is that that's who it is, but until such time as it's formally identified, that particular discussion can go no further. But And we'll return, we'll hopefully return and chat again with Ali when, when we know more there. But something that happened in the course of the investigation for which Lancashire police are being lambasted right, left and centre, and it's hard to blame people for lambasting them because you have to wonder, what was it worth to the general public to know that poor Nicola Bully was struggling with perimenopause, with menopause, struggling with alcohol. What did it matter to the general public now? Maybe to specialists involved in the investigation. Maybe that mattered something. But it certainly didn't matter to the general public or had they no business at the general public. Knowing her menopausal struggles, knowing that her struggle, she may have had struggles with with drink and I think that story has a bit of telling left in it but in the course of it Sally Ann Brady uh, who runs the Irish menopause on Facebook Sally Ann you were you were I think quite quite taken aback and quite put out by the description of Nicola Bully by Lancashire Police good morning to you good morning PJ good morning um I don't know if put out, I mean, as you've just said very correctly, so nobody really, really knows what's going on yet and there is no formal ID on, on the body. However, to, to see it brought out there in the public was, in a sense, huge because, sadly, um, these issues are very, very uh, common Mm. in terms of menopause and perimenopause with women. Now, I can see every side of the debate, if you want to call it that. Women for for generations have been labelled as unstable and unreliable and apparently some can go a bit neurotic with the menopause. And if society had menopause education, which is what I'm all about, people would understand that it's not that women go mad. And of course, some don't have issues with the menopause at all. But it's the stigma surrounding it. Now, why it was announced about her personal and private struggles, I do not know. But from what I can see, 
the amount of attention that the case got was unprecedented. And what I saw myself on the internet was just incredible with, I think people are naming them armchair detectives with all their own theories. And yeah. I, I kind of get a feeling where the police just, they felt so cornered and pressurised into telling the public something. Yeah. Or, or perhaps did Nicola's family or loved ones actually say, well, we want people to know this. She has been really yeah. struggling. Yeah. And, and we don't know if it's even related at all. But the reality is, sadly, she's 45. So as, as I say, she's one of us. She's a 45-year-old female in the perimenopause. It's very, very possible. It's very relevant. Do you know, as a, as a man of a certain age, I thank my lucky stars every morning that the few bits that are wrong with me at the basis of the decades I've spent on the planet, I'll never have to go through menopause. But I, I sometimes think, yes. Sally, if, if a man did go through menopause, we'd have sorted it out years ago. Do you share that view? Yeah, I do. But, you know, a part of that as well is, look, as they say, it is a man's world. And we know that medicine is, is built from the male white anatomy going back as far as Greek times. And that has never changed. And women have been um, oppressed for so long. We now have a voice and we need to use it. And I think part of this is if it was a man's problem, men would, you know, probably stamp their feet and make some noise about it, which is what we're doing now as women, which is wonderful. Yeah. Now you say but that menopause people, needs to be dragged out of the dark ages. Yeah. Dragged. People and reach out to you regularly with problems and regularly saying that they're feeling worried about themselves. Absolutely. And this is part of what we do. And part of the reason the Irish menopause began was due to situations and sadly the loss of a life as well. And I won't get into that. But it's something that isn't talked about and it is rather depressing. And I, I wouldn't want to be disrespectful to anybody. Um, but the commonest age for suicide in a female is the age of menopause and that's not a coincidence and I think this really needs to be dragged out of the dark ages and we need to actually stand up and realise the impact it can have on some. There is all sorts of factors involved particularly genetics and that's why you'll see two women, one of them will be bed bound from her menopause and the other one will say I don't know what's wrong with you. It's a, a, very, very individualised. A friend who went through menopause quite young um, put it to me, I thought brilliantly, she said, PJ, imagine if you've no control over it, but your entire body chemistry changes mm -hmm. just because of the age mm -hmm. you are. And I thought, that's a great way of putting it. It is, actually. Yeah, spot on. And and that's exactly what it is. Um you know, I, I do think, you know, going back to the original subject here, perhaps um, I don't know what was divulged to, to the um, the law in the beginning. Perhaps if they had known from the get-go that there is possibly perimenopause and menopause, it might have changed the, the line of their investigation or searches because you might be dealing with a different mindset. Yes. Um, this is really common, sadly, and in our community, sadly, we have lost members, you know. <sighs> Um, it's a very, very sensitive subject, yeah. but... Um, it, it, it did emerge, I read in one article last week, Saliana, it emerged there had been a welfare check at her home. Yes. Yes, now what that means, you and I don't know... Yeah. Um, but, you know, what was she, I mean, there's also statements and stuff in the paper saying that she'd been on HRT and had stopped it. Yeah. Um, you don't know what's true and what's not true with the media. Um, These things will emerge. Her family and, and, yeah, her, and her family, are, regardless of what 
was going to, her family are broken Looks, and hurting. Yeah, we don't know anything yet and it's absolutely heartbreaking. This lady, she's she's a friend, she's a partner, she's a mother, she's a daughter. This is a life we're talking about and yes, um, the reality is she is of menopausal age and was this just thrown in with it and maybe not relevant? We don't know. Yeah. But is it relevant that women in the perimenopause and menopause struggle with these things? Absolutely it is. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, the biggest problem I see is perimenopause can start any time from what? Your your late 30s? About 35 onwards, yeah, yeah. And, and that's that's the issue because what happens generally enough with all women is you'd have all these weird and wonderful symptoms that aren't obvious and you'd still be having regular periods, you see. So it normally presents itself most commonly with a new onset type of anxiety. Um, I, I understand, again, whether it's true, and I want to reiterate that because nobody knows the truth of this particular story. Alcohol. I mean, addiction can be a big thing. A lot of women, um, for example, will turn to perhaps alcohol or, or even worse, to, to um, self-medicate. I was going to ask you that. Okay. Is, is it common that the like the symptoms of, of perimenopause can... <laughs> Some people can turn to alcohol to try to deaden the symptoms. Yeah, I, I mean, there's sort of there's there's lots of different angles on this, but you can self-medicate because there's a lot of anxiety. So women will feel sort of normal inverted commas when they have a drop of wine. They feel relaxed. It becomes a habit, and the habit increases, and it can develop into something. Then there's also other factors that, depending on your genetics, as we all know, some families might be more prone genetically to X, Y, or Z. And um, addiction can actually be triggered because hormones are involved with your serotonin and your dopamine as well. So it's a very, very complex area. I'm not qualified, so I can't get into that. But I do think um, medicine and psychiatry really need to delve very deep into this. And um, sadly, I I lost my own mother as a result of alcohol in her menopause. So it's very close to heart here, you know. You say that there's hardly a day goes by that someone doesn't reach out to your Mm -hmm. age in in trouble, Mm -hmm. frightened, not knowing what to do. Yes, Yes, and that is the truth. We're heading for 50,000 members now in our community and every day there's always one pretty bad case that we'd keep an eye on, we'd be concerned for. Always one every day. And is it because, Sally-Ann, we don't, even though it's something 50% of the population is going to go through, Mm, that mm. we don't prepare them or the rest of the population for it? Simple as, PJ, absolutely. If everybody was educated from much earlier in life, we'd know we'd be prepared. The same way we're now living in a world where we, we know what puberty is all about. We know, you know, how to support our kids. This is a sort of a puberty in reverse. There's no preparation for it whatsoever. Nobody ever told us anything. We've no clue about our own bodies. Mm-hmm. Um I would never have known, for example, that my mental health could struggle when my hormones weren't right. I never would have known I could get aches and pains in my body. I mean, what do sore feet have to do with your ovaries? I mean, that's not logical. No, it's not. And it's it's not, not. is it? Like, why would any woman get up in the morning and think, gosh, I I wonder, is this my hormones when her feet are very painful? And it is because they support every cell in the body. The, Every single cell needs hormones. The comparison to puberty is actually brilliant, I think, Sally Ann, because we've all been mm. through that. And if I was to quite honestly go back and look at my puberty, God, I must have been a, an <laughs> almighty 
pain in the arse. There, yes. were, those, there were those who say I still am. I remember my own kids going through puberty and the slamming of doors mm-hmm. and, and, and the screaming, yes. you know, and coming out to eat and fight. I remembered that. And then I realized... And this back, is perimenopause. Looking... <laughs> you looking, know, that kid yes. is getting those hormones erratically and we are losing the hormones erratically. So this is why you've got good moods, bad moods. I love you. I hate you. I don't feel well. I feel great. Yeah. Hormones are who we are. Yes. Yes, yes. PJ, is it a message? I think if we can look at it like that, it's easier for women to understand. And it's the way I was sort of over the years teaching myself to understand it. I'm also a mother, so it gives me much better understanding of the the madness, and I'll use that word, of what hormones can do. Do The moods are insane. You talk about women understanding what's going on with them. It's also important, Sally Ann, I think, that we men who live with women should understand. Yes. Yeah, I do a fair, I'll say a fair bit, not a good bit of work educating men as well in workplace, you know. And um, as I always say, a lot of people can be quite hard on men. I said, well, hang on a second. How are they supposed to understand if you don't? Mm-hmm. Um, let's face it. I mean, if you put the shoe on the other foot, if you come home one day and your your husband or your partner turned into a completely different person and was being an awfully difficult argumentative with mood swings and after a while, you'd say, oh, I can't put up with this. Yes. You yeah. know, because you wouldn't, you need to understand. And if a man was to lose his hormones, you would actually see, it's interesting, the exact same thing. You would see loss of libido, erectile dysfunction, depression, weight gain around the middle, mood swings. It's an exact mirror image. Yeah, except we don't it's go... It's just that like, men's hormones don't it, precipitously drop at midlife. Yeah, yeah. 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 It, it's a good point that you made, too, about the comparisons. Like, understanding, as I do now, for example, understanding that my kids didn't actually hate me. You know, that my, my, my daughter yes. didn't actually want me to run away and die. And that we're now... <laughs> she's, now she's now one of my best mates in the whole world. Yes, yes. Right? Yeah. And it is also true that... A man's wife or partner, she doesn't hate you. She doesn't want to kill you at all. Yes. You know, and the best yes. thing you and can do is shut up and understand. PJ. You know? Yeah, but you know, how how is supposed to someone supposed to understand something that's never ever been discussed? This because even when I speak to men, they'd say, I'm sure my mother had the menopause and she was fine. You know, and there's so many mammies out there that are, are apparently, you know, difficult and cranky. And that's very unfair. These women aren't difficult and cranky. Oh. They're struggling, you know, and we need to be able to support them. Yeah. Someone I know. And there's many amazing men looking for information. It's brilliant when men are looking to support their partners. So there's a, a an elderly woman of my acquaintance, shall we say, was talking to me about the, the way we all talk more about menopause. Jesus Christ. I went upstairs into the bedroom and opened the window and stood there in my nightdress to try to cool down. Oh, gosh. I must have looked like a right lunatic, she said, from the backfield. <laughs> Yeah. And again, these women had no information. There was no internet. There was no support. You didn't talk about it because it was women's business. And, you know, when I think of the generations before us, how they did it, well, hats off them. It is horrific. Well, maybe, maybe a lot and of we're them, living Sally in a time now. Maybe a lot of them yeah. didn't do it. Maybe a lot well, of them drank themselves the to death in their late 40s it. and early 50s. Well, yes, as I say, I lost my own mother and there's many, and I'm not going to to be listing people, many have been lost, many just cannot keep up the fight any longer. Um, And and it needs to be dragged 
out of the dark ages and it's getting there PJ yeah. we're getting there there's so much improvement in Ireland and, and the other countries it's been talked about everywhere I imagine there was a time as well at some point where nobody understood what puberty was what's wrong with all these children they're getting big and spotty and moody <laughs> even though we've all been there yeah some of the things that people might watch out for is it fair to say that one of the most awkward things of perimenopause is the age the age range in which you can start so you know women in their late 30s what should they look out for women in their early 40s what should they look out for Okay, good good question. And again, you know, now that everyone is talking menopause, as someone told me the other day, it's all the rage, whatever that means. But we don't want we want to be careful to not be diagnosing ourselves with something that hasn't happened yet either. Women will know we are not fools. We know there's something not right. I'm not sleeping as well as I used to. Things are bothering me. I'm feeling rather overwhelmed. Feeling overwhelmed is very common. Just like your coping skills aren't what they were. Everything is bothering you. You know, you used to be a great multitasker and now you can't anymore. These are all the things that come along first. Mm-hmm. And, and the worrying and the feeling like I'm not able for this anymore. And all of this sort of happens before the physical stuff, usually like the, the typical night sweats, which, by the way, aren't that common. And this is the concern. Women are looking out for night sweats all the time. I have women say to me, oh no, I've no symptoms, I've no night sweats, is how they'll finish the sentence. But they have maybe 10 or 20 other things. So I think late 30s, early 40s, if you're noticing changes in yourself, in your personality, or sometimes women would say they've lost their joy and they think, I'm just getting older, I just don't get excited about stuff anymore. That's a nice way of putting it, actually. I've lost my joy. Mm. Yeah, you just don't, like if someone said, listen, we're going to the Maldives for a fortnight, and you know, oh, that's nice, yeah, but you're not actually that bothered, whereas if you're 20, you'd be super excited and you'd be packing, you know. Come back Um, there a second to that that term, though, because I know from talking about this previously, Sally-Ann, that's a lovely term, lost me joy. If you go to your Mm -hmm. doctor, some some women, if they go to their doctor and say, doctor, I've lost me joy, or something to that effect, (laughs) right? A yes. lot of doctors reach for the prescription pad and yes. they start prescribing antidepressants, which is why you, so many people at perimo- perimenopausal years are, are popping antidepressants, which is probably doing them more harm than good. Possibly. I mean, they have a place. Um, you know, we do know from, from the ICGP reference guide and the NICE guidelines that they're not the first line treatment. If a woman is of the age and her symptoms, you know, if it walks like a duck and quacks like a duck, it's a duck. If you're of the age, it's going to be perimenopause. Um, mm. Some women do find that an antidepressant helps them, but, but if it's hormonal, it's not going to because it's the wrong drug. Yeah. You know, for that problem. Although some some of them do and take it, it alongside um, alongside the the HRT. But there's the thing: exactly. you still nearly yeah. have to beat yeah. HRT out of your doctor. Yeah, as I always say, like if you go out for a meal, PJ, you're given a menu and you get to choose what you want to eat and how many courses you're going to have, etc. When it comes to menopause, I think women should be given, you know, an options. There's antidepressants, there's other non-hormonal drugs, there's do nothing, there's herbal, there's food, there's HRT. HRT is always left off the menu. And we cannot make informed decisions without the information. You have to be able to make an informed decision on your menopause. But what's been happening is you're basically offered everything but what you probably need. Yeah. 
There was an old myth, and I used that word in six-foot letters, writ large in the sides of a building. <laughs> there was an old myth that HRT led to breast cancer. That's practically been debunked. In fact, it's almost been entirely debunked, hasn't it? It has been debunked, but the, but those rumours are still in circulation, and we, we deal with it every day, and it's nobody's fault, but people believe this. It's what they're told, whether it's told by a mother or a neighbour or, or a doctor. Um, mud sticks. It's one of the worst catastrophes ever, globally, in women's health, and it's still in circulation. It's getting better. Yeah. I mean, we now know that it was untrue, we know that the type of HRT is very relevant. The same way, you know, if I said food gives me awful diseases, you'd say, what type of food? Yes. You know, there's lots of different types of HRT. The type is very relevant. And nowadays, everyone is using the safest type, which is body identical. We don't use the MPAs and the old synthetic stuff that was associated with risks anymore. That's gone out with the mm. dark ages. Here's a couple of messages have come in. Anna says, PJ, before I started... HRT, I couldn't get out of bed in the morning. I felt like a 90-year-old. My back, elbows, shoulders. My knees were swollen. Mm. I walked with a crutch. Two months after starting HRT, ah. it's all gone. There you go. Sarah yeah, says, PJ, it, it, men have no idea what their wives are going through because there's been such a stigma to talk about menopause. Our mothers and grandmothers didn't talk about it because it meant we're not the youthful spring chickens they married anymore. Thank God people like Sally Ann are talking out now. Everyone needs to know what perimenopause is. There was this thing, I think, in older generations, Sally Ann, that you just went through it. Soak it up. You yes, don't have to anymore. Socks. You don't have to. No, anymore. we live in a time. Yeah. And I mean, we got to remember, this was the same for loads of things in life. I mean, I'm sure there were people all those years ago that were absolutely resistant. I'm not taking an antibiotic. Let me be really sick. You know, these things take time. It's societal change. We now have help. Yeah. It's the same way we take drugs if we, we have pain relief, whatever. We now have help. We don't have to suffer. And that's the message out there. You do not have to suffer. Mm. Is it and ever too some, late to start HRT comes this message? Is it ever too late to start? Okay. Uh, technically, no. However, within 10 years of your last period, it's ideal. Outside of the 10 years, they refer to that as the window of opportunity. There might be changes in the body that might make it too late to start, particularly cardiac. So if this person who's asking is more than 10 years since the last period, they need to speak to a medic, get their heart checked, probably, and um, have the conversation. But I've, I've heard of people in other parts of the world starting in their 80s even and beyond. Over here in Ireland, I think late 60s is the, is the latest I've heard, but it's never too late to have the conversation. Mm. And vaginal oestrogen is not systemic HRT, and you can take that at any age, yeah. and that will really help with some of the symptoms. Yeah. Uh, is it true that a lot of our mothers and grandmothers went on to develop osteoporosis, brittle bones, because they didn't have HRT to take? <laughs> Hormones are very protective of our skeleton, of our bones, and we know that um, it's more prevalent in females than males. Um, we know that postmenopause, we start losing bone. We lose twenty percent in the in the five to seven years after our last period, for example. Um, and one in two women with osteoporosis will have an osteoporotic fracture, uh, hip mm. fractures. They're releasing leading cause of mortality. So, in short, yes, yeah. menopause no is linked with your bone health. Mm. Yeah. 
I, I, I urge any woman, whether HRT or not, to have a DEXA scan to check her bone health. And um, because it's silent, you see, PJ, there's no um, there's no warning signs. And generally, women are finding out when it's too late, really. Mm. Is that why, you know, the way you say bone will lose, well, no, it probably happens to men too, but not to the same extent. But mm. is that why, this is going to be an awful silly question, Celia, is this why some women shrink or yes, yes, loss of height, yeah. And that can be, um, sometimes you might not have obvious symptoms as you're aging, but, you know, if you've noticed loss of height yourself, that, mm. you know, is a huge hint to check your bone health. Or even if you're you're slouching over slightly, your posture. Um, yeah. But, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, you see people on the street, you know, that are quite hunched over and getting smaller and smaller. That's osteoporosis, mm. yes. Okay. I... We'll refer people to your website. We could talk all day, and I'm ho- I hope we'll talk yes. again sometime soon, Sally Ann, because it's fascinating to chat It'll be with my you. pleasure. Theirishmenopause.com yes, is the website. There's a Facebook page as well. People can join that community. Thank you, PJ. And just lastly, this is co- where we started this conversation. Anyone else, and I just a view on it, I suppose, anyone else feel really cringy with the coverage of the missing persons case, Nicola Bully, the way it's been covered is like a Netflix documentary. Do you think it went over the top, some of the coverage, sally Possibly, but I guess there's reasons for it. Um, I think, from what I'm seeing, as I said already, that the social media the behaviour and what went on and the stories and the accusations and the statements being made were insane. And I think, I think the police had to do something to try and just stop it because, um, Mm. you know, it's incredible. It's very sad. I'm sorry. I've had to speak to you about such a thing. It's very, very sad. And I guess it will unfold and we learn more. We we don't even know yet, even though, look, it it, it all points in one direction. We don't yet even know if the body found in the reeds is her body. And one assumes assumes it is, but we can't make that assumption without certainty. It's been a pleasure uh, to speak with you this morning. Sally Ann Brady, theirishmenopause.com is her website, and you can join her Facebook page, The Irish Menopause. Huge community online. That was that went on longer than I thought it would, and I have no doubt we will return to this. Corks ninety six FM. When you drive a vehicle so reliable, it's backed by a ten year, one hundred thousand mile limited warranty. You stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.